Welcome to the Mama Load Podcast. Hey, where's the music? I don't know where the music is. Oh, wait a minute. There it is. I found it. It's not the normal music, but let's listen. Do caterpillars look out windows? Do caterpillars have legs? Today we're speaking with Erica Rabner, a singer, songwriter, researcher, and educator in New York City. She's currently the Director of Education and Development at Roomba, a New York-based production company that specializes in creating music and sound for kids' TV. She is also currently the singing voice of Barbie on Mattel's upcoming animated TV series Barbie Dreamtopia, as well as the narrator on the digital preschool series Marco Polo World. She's worked as a researcher for Sesame Workshop, the creators of Sesame Street, Nickelodeon, Out of the Blue Enterprises, WGBH, Boston's Museum of Science, and MIT's Media Lab. Her debut children's album, PB and Jams, was released at Thanksgiving. We've been listening to the song Ask Questions from that album. I'm delighted to welcome Erica Rabner to the Mama Load podcast. Thank you, Leland. I'm so happy to be here. So by way of introducing yourself, could you tell us a little bit about how you brought your love of kids' music and educational research together? Sure. So I was actually working at Sesame Workshop at the time in their formative research and evaluation department. So I was testing episodes of Sesame Street and apps and other products with kids visiting preschoolers. And at the time, Sesame launched their new YouTube channel, Sesame Studios, and invited the internal staff to pitch ideas. And I went up to the vice president and said, I want to pitch an idea for a music video. And she said, great, write a song. And I had never written a song before, but I went home and I started writing these two songs, Try New Foods and Shelly the Turtle. And right away, I was hooked. And I realized that music... I've always been a singer my whole life. I sang before I could talk. And I realized that music was just this perfect outlet for me to share all of these messages that I've wanted to with kids. And it allowed me to sing professionally, which has always been a dream of mine, and come up with sticky hooks. And once I started doing that, I just, I haven't stopped. Tell us a little bit more about your interests in music, specifically why have you focused so much on kids' music and maybe what other kinds of music, what other styles have you explored? So I've always loved music. I grew up listening to Motown and R&B and soul and music theater and jazz and studied music. But I, you know, I've always dreamed about pursuing music full time, but I loved the work I was doing in kids research. And I loved, you know, focusing on children's education. And I wasn't ready to totally make that leap. And once I stumbled upon kids music and realized that I could combine the two, you know, I was ready to step back from research and, you know, fully go into kids music. And what I have found is that I've been 
getting to research through my kids' music more than I expected. You know, I have this song about allergies and I ended up researching and talking with eight different people, allergists, advocates, advocates, parents, kids with and without allergies. And each story that I'm writing, I try to, you know, really get at it from a factual and a storytelling background. So it's been drawing those two things together. And it really brings me back to the audience. So you have a very strong background in education and educational research. Tell us a little bit about that. So I studied psychology at Brandeis University. And I realized in high school, actually, that I wanted to work at Sesame Street. There was a guest lecturer who spoke about psychology and all of the different things that go into making a kids TV show, building curriculum and the content around it. So I studied child development and then I had internships in formative evaluation at Sesame and at Arthur. And from there, I did my master's in technology, innovation and education at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. And I wanted to see the big picture of productions and design and behind the scenes and how it all gets made. So I had that foundation. And then once, you know, music came up, I was ready to combine all of those different little things. And now I'm actually using some of that design and production work I had to convert my songs into music videos. And yeah, it's been amazing getting to put it all together. Help us understand what your research is for children's television. For example, when you're doing research for a show like Sesame Street, what are you what are you looking for? What kind of information are you trying to find? How do you go about finding it? And how can that research be used to help produce the programming? Sure. So for different shows, you're looking for different things. And there's a ton of creativity that goes into it. But the main buckets, I'd say, that we're looking for are attention, engagement, interactivity, appeal, and comprehension. And we're sort of tracking all of those in different ways. Some of it is observing kids. You know, we're coming into a school with either a script to read or an episode to show. And we're watching kids. And, you know, when it comes to attention, we're seeing are their eyes on the screen? Um, at what point do they look away and trying to get a sense of what's causing a drop in attention or what's bringing kids back to the screen? With regards to engagement, sometimes characters are involving the kids and are they responding back um, at the end or sometimes intermittently through these um, interviews and or we would conduct interviews with kids where we're asking them questions about what they just saw to get a sense of comprehension. And that's a huge one because all of these, you know, Sesame Street was created as an experiment. And, you know, can we use advertising tactics to teach kids? So we go in and we're seeing are the curriculum goals that we've devised for this episode being met. And once we have all of this data, we would look it over and analyze it and dig through it and then provide some recommendations and suggestions to the production teams and the writers to make sure that we're delivering the curriculum and we're still maintaining that attention and engagement and interactivity and that 
kids are enjoying it and it still has that humor and fun that adults love too. Let's listen to a minute of the song Allergies from PB and Jams. I have a peanut allergy, so peanuts make me sick. I stay away from PBJ, there's other foods to pick. Sometimes I feel left out, but I never have a doubt. My allergy does not define me. I'm the same me, I'm just peanut free. Friends with allergies are just like you and me. But some foods hurt our tummies even if they look so yummy. It's tricky being different, but I know I'm special too. Friends with allergies are just like you and me. So tell us a little bit about, about PB and Jams, about this um, album and the, the project. So PB and Jams is my first original kids album and I like to think that it's for kids and families. I actually got to test it with kids, parents, educators at every step of the way and it aims to evoke empathy and encourage pro-social behaviors, which is kind of a fancy way of saying I want I want this music to help kids, you know, be good people and help them at different when they encounter different challenges or daily life activities. So You know, one of my songs is about when you wake up in the middle of the night and you have bad dreams. And I still remember I would wake up and I would go to my dad if I had a nightmare and he would say, you know, dream about ice cream and sing the ABCs. And I wanted to write a song. So if a kid woke up, they can just sing that chorus and soothe themselves back to sleep or. And so there are lots of different life lessons that I, you know, seen and felt inspired to write something about it. There was a song called Manage Your Feelings that's all about emotion regulation. And one of the first songs I wrote, Shelly the Turtle, is actually, it's a story about a turtle, but it tells the larger story of, you know, recycling and taking care of the environment. And I have different songs about curiosity. The first song that played is called Ask Questions. And the questions that the young kids were asking, those were actually genuine questions. I had their mom say to them, you know, what do you know about caterpillars? And what do you want to know about caterpillars to see what they would come up with as this something that was really interesting and the adorable things they came up with. Do caterpillars have coats? That type of thing. And I wrote a song about allergies and you know, that had a lot of different goals. I wanted it to be for kids who have allergies and also kids who don't to evoke empathy and understanding. And there are songs about trying new things, trying new foods specifically, going outside and playing. And there are just so many messages and themes and using music as a sticky way and using the hooks and the courses as mantras that kids can just sing along to themselves when they're in those situations has been, you know, really gratifying. So where do you draw your inspiration from? Who inspires you? So I, my biggest inspirations for the, for the album are actually my parents. And so many of the songs were, you know, 
I just stole lines that I heard so many times as a child. The song Read to Me in particular, my mom constantly used to say, you know, how could you be lonely if you have a book? Like, I just don't understand. And that song's all, you know, asking your parents to read to you. And the chorus is all about, you know, how wonderful it is to read and all of the different adventures that you can go on with a book. And when my dad heard that, I think he really, he loved it, but we both realized I had all of these songs inspired by my mom and I quickly started throwing in new songs about problem solving. I, that was my most recent song. Um, my dad constantly said, if you have a problem, solve it. And we would break it down step by step. But then I also get inspiration from, you know, the kids I see in the subway. I was at a barbecue and there was this two-year-old girl and I couldn't take my eyes off her. She was hoarding all of the toys and just yelling mine and snatching them away from other kids. And I thought, you know, I need to write a song about this. Sharing is caring. And that was a fun one. And then larger than that, I only thought about it after I finished PB and Jams. Um, two, both of my grandfathers passed away and one of them was a singer, how I got my voice. And the other one was a pediatrician. So, you know, in hindsight, it's just been so special for me to think that I've been combining both of their passions, but I've been hyper aware the entire time, just that my, not obsession, but, you know, the reason that I'm so hyper-focused on education, that was definitely a value passed on by all four of my grandparents who are Holocaust survivors and were denied an education and sort of instilled that value in me. There are still um, home videos of me being born and them telling me, you know, you're going to get a great education. That was what they really cared about. And that's, you know, what I want to be doing if kids are liking music and that's a way to get through to them, let why not infuse it with educational messages or just good messages? And that's how I feel about television, too. All of this is out there. All of this media is being consumed and the consumption is changing all the time. So let's keep up with it and make it quality. And that's what's been a fun challenge. So what are some of the key messages that you want uh, kids and parents to take away from when they listen to your music? Definitely kindness. That's huge for me right now. I mean, more than ever, I think we can use a culture of kind, but also confidence. The first song on my album is I Like Me. And that one was also inspired by my mom. Just that idea of self-love and going through you know, in that song, it was I like my fingers and my toes, but it was also different things, you know, personality wise. Um, I empathy and understanding of different things. And, you know, the album was just created out of this deep love of kids and their curiosity. So I want to motivate kids to ask questions and be curious and dream big and this list grows all the time, which is so exciting about the project. You know, the other day I was thinking about, I wanted to write a song about creativity and there are so many directions you can take that. And I just, one of the most fun things about this album is I get, and this project for me is I get to put myself in the mindset of a kid again. And I thought, what did I think, you know, what made me think outside the box when I was a kid? And then of course, 
a box, a cardboard box and all of the things that a cardboard box can be. And then, you know, three hours later down the rabbit hole, I have a song about a cardboard box. (laughs) We'll listen to another track, this one called I Like Me from the album PB and Jams by Erica Rabner. But first, I'd like to thank Erica for joining us today on the Mama Load podcast. Thank you for having me. You'll find links to more information about Erica, her research work and her music, as well as links to help you purchase the album, PB and Jams, in the show notes for this episode. We'd like to thank Erica for joining us on this episode of the Mama Load podcast. Mama Load is America's best parenting magazine in print, online, at live events, and now on podcasts. You can read more of Mama Load every day on mamalode.com and check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. For Mamalode, I'm Digital Director Leland Buck. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with more. I like me. I like my fingers. I like my toes.